Welcome to the STR Home Financing Podcast, where we believe a legacy is something you build, not just something you leave behind. And now, here's your host, Jeff Chisholm. Hey, Jeff Chisholm here, episode four of STR Home Financing. Thank you for joining me today. Really appreciate it. It means a lot. It would mean the world to me if whatever platform you're on listening to this, you could go like, subscribe, comment, rate, all of that good stuff that supports what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish here, which is educate, inform, and empower people to go out, take action in the space of STR property acquisition. So I specialize in financing. It's 100% of my business all across the United States, all 50 states we do deals. Pick the destination area that you like. We are probably doing deals in that area. So work with a lot of cool people doing amazing things. Our biggest opportunity around educating people with STR financing has been with the 10% down second home occupancy loan through Fannie Mae, which it amazes me on a regular basis how people think they know the correct information around the product to the point where I wouldn't call them arguments, but definitely opportunities to correct people in their understanding of the policy, what can be done, what can't be done, what's in the actual policy. And that comes from other loan officers across the United States. So uh, one of those areas is distance. So I get all the time, 50 miles. I, I understand, I've been told that my property that I purchase has to be at least 50 miles from my primary residence. And I'm here to tell you today that there is absolutely no mileage requirement. So if anyone tells you that there is, it was old policy, it doesn't exist anymore. So what does that look like for you? What does it look like for your scenario, what you're looking to do? So it may mean that you live in a metropolis area, maybe a suburb, and you're a physician, or you know you work downtown, something along those lines. So I'll go with a physician route. I have a lot of clients that are physicians. They live out in the suburbs. They work in the city. I'll take Denver, for example, where there is going to be the opportunity for snow, bad weather, and they would really like to have a condo downtown that they can stay in or, you know, it may not be bad weather. It may be for other reasons where they're busy. They just uh, can't make that commute because they have to be back to the hospital or they're on call, something along those lines. And so the idea around 10% down second home financing never really crosses people's minds in that scenario because it is so close to their home. So on the last episode, we talked about the requirements for the second home occupancy loan. The very first one being that your intention is, is that you're going to occupy that property at some point during the year. Well, if we hold that up against this scenario, yeah, that, that absolutely is the definition of a second home. It is a property that you plan on spending time in from time to time, and you don't lose control over the ability to occupy that property. And that's the big one. You don't lose control over the ability to occupy that property. So let's talk about what that looks like in the short-term rental world. So this situation with the physician, the condo, they plan on staying there. Condos are in high demand on a short-term rental basis. Could you rent that out? 
absolutely. What can you not do? You can't put yourself in a position where if you chose to occupy the property, you couldn't because you're in some type of legally binding agreement that would prohibit you from walking in the door whenever you wanted to. So that's going to be a long-term lease. Any type of timeshare where you're contractually obligated to make that property available a certain amount of time uh, per year, and you wouldn't be able to occupy it. So there's no distance requirement. Could be a late community that's close to you. The other scenario could be that you want to buy a property in an area where you already own a property. So what does that look like? I coined the phrase a couple of years ago, uh, or the term bigger and better. So I'll, I'll kind of use a real world example there. We're in the Smokies. You bought a 2-1 cabin, you know, kind of mountainside. You pull up to it. You've got to kind of uh, maneuver and hike to get to the front door. Not the easiest thing in the world. You're finding that you know, barely fits your family, much less having extended family join you on any trips. No friends, family can go because there's only two, two bedrooms and one bath. It doesn't work for anyone else to, to join. So a year later, you find a five bedroom, three bath. It's got an amazing game room. It's got a, a indoor pool. It's got a, a great view. You can drive up walk down the sidewalk to the front door. There's no special hike, hazardous hike you've got to make to get to it. That is a property that's bigger and better than the first one you bought a year ago. That is a scenario where it would make sense to an underwriter why you would be buying another second home in an area where you already own a property and you can keep the other property to rent it out on a full-time basis. That's the other reason why I like Fannie Mae is because their second home occupancy rider states that you have to fulfill that occupancy requirement that you're going to spend, you're going to occupy the property at some point during the year for that first year. So it gives my clients flexibility in a situation where they want to move on from the property, but they want to keep the property. They want to rent it out full time. They want to rent it out on a long-term lease. Uh, something of that nature. So it just gives my clients more flexibility after that first year to do different things with the property. So hopefully that uh, gives you some information that maybe is different than what you've heard, or maybe you just didn't know at all, but helpful as you're kind of mapping out your strategy for acquisition and building a, a portfolio of these types of properties. So until next time, Jeff Chisholm is a registered mortgage loan officer, NMLS 673623 for Waterstone Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 18643, a wholly owned subsidiary of Waterstone Bank. Waterstone Mortgage is an equal housing lender. All programs discussed on this show are subject to change without notice. And now we hope you tune back in again next week.